0: take control of the airwaves here by dialing in toll-free 855-453 is our number. That's 855-450-3733. Or you can call on the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm, which is my preference. I prefer if you would call that way because you'll sound better. And if you sound better, it's just more pleasant to talk to you. And if it's more pleasant to talk to you, you might stay on with us a little bit longer just because... You sound nice. With you in the studio, it's Ian, Derek J, and Johnson. Derek J and Johnson and I. I think it's all of our first shows back since mm. uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Welcome back. Are we really back? I still feel like I'm there. You do still feel like yeah. You know, it's, it's like when you step off of a boat and you have those sea legs, you still feel wobbly. Still got the vibe yeah, from Yeah. I am feeling high on life and really good about this relaxation and great weekend We two weekends Wasn't that it? we got it was really great um both fork fest 2019 and the porcupine freedom festival in fact literally seconds maybe just moments before um we went on the air here i did publish a review of both of the events on freekeen.com which i referred to uh, the porcupine freedom festival as historic yeah um, Without and, a doubt, and and the reason why wasn't because of the attendance. The attendance was not near its its peak, which was probably like twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen somewhere in that somewhere in that area. For um, which for, um, the, for, the, for the Porcupine Festival? Freedom Festival, okay, yeah, you know where I think it at one point hit just over seventeen hundred people. It was probably closer to about a thousand uh, this time around. Mm-hmm. But the but the history, uh, because by the way, I'd like to add in that numbers don't mean a whole lot about whether an event is good or not so for instance we had keenvention here in town and i don't think that ever hit more than 150 people in its in its best year and it was a really great intimate little convention yeah um so just because uh, just because an event doesn't reach the numbers that it has once reached doesn't mean that it's a failure or that it's bad the vibe was fantastic uh the people that were attending the porcupine freedom festival or a good crowd. It was a good group of about 1,000, I think, was the kind of the final, close to the final number when you included all the kind of the walk-up tickets, uh, the one-dayers, that kind of thing. Yeah. What um, do you think
1: the largest uh, attendance ever was?
0: I think it was around 1,700. I forget okay. which year it was, but probably 2012, 2013, 2014, somewhere in there.
1: You used the word
0: vibe, and that's kind of hard to nail down. But if you were to say, well, what do you mean exactly by that? What the vibe of Fest was good, what do you mean? Well, I mean... Vibe is something that you can really only have a feel for when you're at an event, right? Okay. When, when is there, there any way you could describe it? Um I would say it was similar to previous pork fests that were generally well reviewed. There have been some Porcupine Freedom Festivals that have had not so great reviews in, in recent years from folks. Um, and I, I used a quote from Rich Paul. He, he said in the article, the tension that has, that has subdued Porkfest for the last few years is finally healed. It feels like 2012 again. Yeah. Well, because you came back, that was one thing. Well, that was one thing. But there were other people who came back this year as well who had not been, just by coincidence, Oh yeah, uh, if you would, in, well, in years. I, I think it's more than a symbolic thing and uh it was palpable you know mm-hmm. your presence in a place not just yours but anyone's changes that entire you know you add your flavor to right. to the mix and so it was really nice to be be able to look over and see ian is at pork fest this feels right <laughs> this is <laughs> right. good so, uh, so that was cool, and you know, I was welcomed back by many of the very board members who voted me uh, to be banned in the first place. So that was nice. I mean, yeah. it in did person, ins- you yeah. mean like mm-hmm. in, welcome back? Like, yeah. oh, hey, that's nice. It, about the vibe, though, I want to say the, the the years when it was at its height in, in terms of numbers, it may have attracted a lot of different kinds of people because of things that it had done in the past. Correct. So, if the numbers are higher today, it's because in the past. Porkfest did something right. And so yeah. if if um the numbers declined after that maybe you know what's the potential explanation for that? And I would say like in the numbers where the years when it was most attended, it had more of a mainstream vibe where it was uh not like um commercial and uh influenced by DC politicos and mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of talk about Uh, Washington DC and our deficit and those kinds of concepts whereas this festival was really new it it was like a back to our roots New Hampshire centric Mm -hmm. sort of thing you felt like the the content the official content was more focused on what's going on here yeah what can we do as people who are moving here to this New Hampshire area even if it's about politics to to affect change it It had more to do with people talking with their neighbors and what I think are real solutions for enhancing our freedom. And it got rave reviews by the people who attended. Uh, the ones I spoke with, at least, were were pretty happy. With the exception of a couple of the vendors from the what they call Agro Valley, <laughs> yeah. um, and and Johnson, I imagine you might have some insight into what exactly happened. I mean, I did my best to kind of re- recap uh, sort of the history of Agro Valley, which is this area in the campground. Uh, It's in the RV section of the of Rogers Campground Mm -hmm. in northern New Hampshire. That's where these events are held, and uh, the RV area, the first few rows are kind of the. Over time, it just kind of became naturally. The market just kind of decided these were the hot hot spots for vending. This well, is where you because want it to it's, be. It's where the events all take place. You have it's to walk through it to get down. Generally, to get down to where the events. So They're the place. closest tents yeah. in proximity to where the main events are happening. Right. So they they became because of that and the hotels. So, yeah, it's just yeah. the location is right. Right. So that's why they became the the kind of the hot spot for commercial uh, setups where people were setting up vending booths and, and food stations and yeah. things like that.
1: And and it's an idea that people may, may not realize that was uh, I can. I was part of the creation of that idea, and I, it, it can be in, the entirely, idea Valley. Yeah, entirely, one hundred percent attributed to Sovereign Curtis,
0: somebody who they ended up later banning from. <laughs> oh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's entirely was his idea. To um, um, call what, it that, you mean to call it to that. to call it that and to, to group those sites together.
0: Okay. In what way what, area, he, what he do you was, mean by grouping was he the one who created the fees and the and nope. like, no, that's new. Okay. <laughs>
1: absolutely not in fact you know when discussing the whole idea uh was very specifically talking about how it needed to be something that was completely With no fee free. no fee okay. to attract vendors to attract more people
0: then the fees must have come after him because it wasn't that oh, well recent. after him it it's like yeah. two years ago no yeah but, i think it's pretty yeah. i think it's they're that recent. new really because yeah. i recall uh vendors complaining about it before i left the porcupine freedom festival
1: so uh, it might not be two years i'm pretty sure i, the, I, don't I don't I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure the sure paxton's inherited those what in, year
0: did christine butler future. uh organize that would have been was that the last year that ago. you would have attended that I definitely the, did attend that one. As so far as I, far know, as I that, know, that was the last year that there was no, no fees. I yet.
1: believe that it went uh, that that uh, it was Sovereign Curtis in 2011, Osborne in 2012, and I think it was Carla in 2013, right? And then it might I don't after that. So
0: at some point, uh, there were a couple that that took it over that uh, raised the rates on all the longtime vendors and really started to try to uh, run the people vines. out. That yeah, was the fines. I, wasn't vines, I name believe names, in 2014, yes, yeah. In
1: 2015. Yeah, they were. They yeah. were like we're. Seasoned uh, event promoters, uh, you know that they've done all these concerts and whatever other things, and so they thought they knew better than everyone else. Well, I, I know believe, they
0: definitely tra- they definitely tried to run out uh, the longtime sponsors like me and Mark Warden, yeah, um, and uh, raise rates and put all kinds of rules on. Uh, at the time, there was like a major food vendor that was there. A couple of friends of the show. I, I
1: mean, ironically, I don't dislike the 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 vines at all as people. It just I don't think that they quite got got it you know like well that was for of-
0: the for for me that was the year when things went uh from you know a nice easy agreement that we had always had just sort of verbally with the free state project mm-hmm. to a adversarial uh situation where we decided okay after this year, we've got to write things down. We've we as Free Talk Live, Free Talk Live, uh, yeah, because it used to just be, yeah, we'll uh, we'll handle all the broadcast responsibilities. You know, set up the room, do all the stuff. We, we you know we, we take care of this. You just take care of our hotel rooms, and right. that was that was the wow. Only that's a great deal had. for them. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> deal for them, and they uh, you know they just started to screw with it uh, once the the binds took over. Right. And so I don't know. it Wouldn't surprise Well, Wait me. a minute. Th- those motel rooms. You probably. I mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, they're not fine. that great. I would say no, you, not great at all. <laughs> We gave them a heck of a deal. Yeah. The toll-free number here is 855-450-free. That's 855-450-3733, but a lot of that damage has been undone and it's kudos to uh, Roger Paxton and his wife Jessica who are the organizers of the last couple of years. I think they made some some smart moves. Uh there's more coming up here. You can join us as well. Plus we're going to talk about Che Guevara on the way here. Johnson's got that story. It's free talk live. 5 stars. Is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free, by the way, 855-450-3733. And we have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Here in the studio with you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Johnson. And so want to make sure you know about any pay. If you were on the... Uh, Rogers campground area within the last couple of weeks you likely encountered the AnyPay software if you paid with cryptocurrency at the various different uh, vendors that were accepting cryptocurrency which was at the pork fest the porcupine freedom festival i would say the majority of vendors at fork fest i would say 100% of the vendors yeah uh, we're accepting cryptocurrency, not all through AnyPay, but I would say I saw AnyPay more often than any other system. What I about specifically
1: you? set up an AnyPay account to accept crypto Smart through roof. AnyPay there just because. Didn't it make things easier? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It's easier. I, I wish I had, had gotten my girlfriend to do it. I still had to deal with all the crypto transactions myself. So I was like running off the. The uh the burners or whatever, you know, oh, running from cooking so to you didn't to have her crypto. install it
0: on her phone and then I, log in with your I, I Oh that tried, could have been nice. But she
1: she didn't seem to like want to deal with it or I figure see. it out. So she, and it would've been easy. I mean I Does she just not do crypto stuff? She doesn't really. I mean yeah. part of the problem here's the part of, here's the problem. I I tried sometime late last summer, I think it was last summer, um to get her interested in crypto. I remember so I this. Gave her, you went
0: about it all wrong. I gave her... I'm like, I'm <laughs> going to just get this... this, this I'm listen, like this, set this her is how up you a know to
1: portfolio. it. I'm, like, I'm going to set her up a little portfolio of crypto so she can watch the prices and see how things go. So I bought Awful. her... A, I bought her a small crypto bag of, of Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's just say that that bag of crypto, which was a small amount, it was only $30, $10 of each crypto, is still not back to $30. Because awesome value. Because some of them crashed Mm -hmm. badly. Um, So, yeah. So What was the idea that she was
0: was just going to be like... It was going to go to the moon, and you were going to be like, look how smart I am. This is awesome. You didn't do... And she doesn't do anything. She's still... Even if it was a $1, $1,000 I
1: mean, I didn't think it would go to the moon, but I thought it would at least significantly go up and, you know, maybe beat the stock market. Okay. Or, so know? she's
0: supposed to look at these numbers on a phone and be excited that the number go up?
1: I, I would just be like, I could keep, you know, telling her over time, like, hey, look, this thing that was worth $30, let's say, oh, now it's worth... You know, forty now. That does excite people. Now it's worth sixty, and you did nothing.
0: Well, not to put you or your girlfriend on the spot, but when I tried to use crypto at your place, which was had the best salads, and I will (laughs) use your service every time, pay double just for it because it's the best. (laughs) But I couldn't use, I couldn't send her crypto, and if you got her crypto or Bitcoin, let's just call it Bitcoin, like uh, a year ago, why can I not send her Bitcoin today? Like why that shouldn't be a challenge. If someone's actually going to care even if the price goes up or down, they got to be able to use it for something in their life that matters. At least once right. she should have been able to buy something on purse even if with her like diminished value coins, you know, like right. okay, here's something cool, a vape, something that I like to use, I don't know.
1: Right. No, she, I don't disagree. She just doesn't want to. I can't. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to convince her to want to do that. Right. Well, you don't and have she's to. She's con- watching me. You know, she's watched me and watched my you know value of crypto go up and and do things. But I, you know, I, I guess she still feels like it's too challenging. And I can, I can't. Argue with that. Well, so one
0: of the... Okay, but you don't have to have all of the employees. And I realize it's your girlfriend, so it's different than an an employee or whatever. But this issue also came up at uh, Little Zoe's Pizza, uh, where at nighttime, after the owner would leave, the remainder of the crew, who a couple of them were his own children... Did not have a way to accept cryptocurrency payments. Why? So during the day it was fine. He was there. He could take crypto. You know, he had enough of a cell phone signal to where it would work. But at night they just didn't have the capability. And all that you had to have to do, and same thing with your your girlfriend Johnson, mm-hmm. would if. If you are AnyPay set up, there's usually a username and password associated, Pass although there is a way to set up an account without even a username and password, and it's That's super easy. Right. You just install the app. But eventually, if you associate it with a username and password, you can then install AnyPay on multiple devices. So you right. could just put the AnyPay app on her device, logged in with your info, mm-hmm. and then she's just accepting crypto payments for you. And right? it goes right to your phone. Yeah. Where was I during this whole time? I really dropped the ball. If little Zoe's wasn't able to accept <laughs> You were right payments. next door to them. I know. (laughs) No. That is a fail of major proportions. Because really, that's one of the great features of using AnyPay is that you don't have to be there. Like The owner just needs to set the thing up, and then the employees can do the rest. And they can't take your money. They can
1: only take money from customers and give it to you. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound like I don't think that she could do it or anything like that with my girlfriend. She just didn't want to, and I didn't want to Push. To twist her arm. Yeah, I didn't want to twist her arm to do yeah. it. Even though I know that, like, absolutely, had I installed any pay, set it up to pass through to my account, you know, figure that out, it would. But totally easy to do and set up the transaction processing with the green, you know, check mark. Yeah, totally would have been a simple thing to do.
0: But of the ones who were confused. using it, it worked great. Um, yeah, we're that's out in the, true. Middle of the woods. As long as you got a cell phone signal, you're gonna. It's gonna work. The data you need is not very much. It's just some, you know, very basic info that's passing around. I gotta now. say, I was shocked at how well it worked. I really, because yeah. in years past, using Bitcoin, it's been such a struggle, a challenge. Did it send? You don't know. Did you get Wi-Fi? And you have to walk over here. Yeah. Using digital currency in the middle of the woods. It's tr- yeah, it was tricky. And it was has a- been.
1: I was amazed this year. I'm on a. I'm a T-Mobile customer. Mm-hmm. which uses yeah. the AT&T towers and my signal was so good that at one point I was able to actually uh, set up a hotspot and actually was using my laptop to access some websites which in the past never that's <laughs> was actually no
0: all nice. I did this year I didn't yeah. even try to buy the hotel usually I'll buy the hotel wi-fi and be disappointed yeah. with it because oh. it's just garb- it was garb- garbage yeah. Yeah. and it, it was, was still really garbage bad. this year from what I heard I not use it but this year, all I did was just tether my phone and use my laptop through the tether, and it was no problem. I was I, I was good even in even inside of my hotel room. So, if you want to get set up um, with AnyPay, go to HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. dot com. It is a super easy process. It's even easier now than it ever was. And it was easy a year ago, but it's even easier. You guys have just made it better. No, you streamlined it's stupid it. easier now. Yeah, it's so easy. It's, there's no comparison. It's way easier. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Help me take Bitcoin.com. Even if you're starting from zero, even if you don't even have your own Bitcoin wallet, yet, yeah, this will recommend one to you, walk you through the steps yeah. and get you rolling and accepting cryptocurrency at the point of sale, your point of sale, or maybe just personally, maybe you're like a service provider and you you know go to people's houses, uh, fix their plumbing or whatever, you still want to have any pay on your phone because it just is so much easier to use anypay than pulling up any of the other wallets and having to like punch oh yeah in numbers plus and- it won't show your balance when you open right. the thing up like oh here's how much money <laughs> i have right. on my phone yeah, I hate that. Exactly. Check them out at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. As we continue here, we're just kind of doing a little bit of recap uh, since the three of us are, are back together here and we didn't have a whole lot of time together since everybody was doing their own thing uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Johnson, you were cooking, you were busy yeah. and trying to prevent your shelves from being blown over in the wind, oh which was gosh. tragic. Uh, it's
1: awful. There's <laughs> more coming up. It's like PTSD from that.
0: <laughs> Toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And of course, uh, Derek J throwing an epic dance party. Two of them. Along with Steven. uh, Two parties. Who couldn't make it tonight. Uh, But there's more coming up here, and you can join us. This is Free Talk Live. it's free talk live dial on in toll free and bring up whatever you want our number is 855 four fifty-free. that's 855-450-3733 we do have the discord on-air call-in-line rooms at discord.lrn.fm joining you in the studio tonight it's ian derek J,
1: and johnson
0: and recommend if you're interested in getting into cryptocurrency that you start with the edge wallet it's great for new users as well as experienced users alike and i say that because i am an experienced user uh of cryptocurrency but edge is the number one wallet that i use more than any other in fact there was just an update a few days ago, they're constantly tweaking and improving the wallet. These guys are a veteran team. They've been building wallets since 2014. Secure your freedom on iOS and Android with Edge Wallet. You can go to their website, edge.app, to learn more about it. You can buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin Cash, which, by the way, uh, I asked around at vendors. They said the number one most used cryptocurrency at both ForkFest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival was Bitcoin Cash. Wow. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh is I wonder was that true for you Johnson? Yeah. Okay. Is that by amount or by like number of times used? Cuz sometimes those things say, differ. Yeah, I would probably say number of times, but I didn't ask that that question specifically. Johnson, uh-huh. what would you say that there was uh,
1: I'd say it was definitely a number of times. I'm not sure without looking at the numbers to see if it was the amount.
0: I mean, the odds are, if you're a food vendor, the odds that somebody's going to buy an unusually large order to, you know, buy for an entire twenty-person tent or something right. is pretty low. You're usually dealing. But with I did have one a to li- four. You know,
1: like I had someone come back to me three times mm-hmm. and bought with Litecoin. You know, oh, so okay. like, you know,
0: did they say why?
1: Um, they really like Litecoin. <laughs>
0: That's interesting, because it could be that they didn't like it as well. They want to get rid of it. Yeah. It sounded like somebody who really liked it. Oh, that's cool. All right. Rad. I wish I met them. Yeah. Ethereum, also available. Tokens on the Ethereum uh, chain, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, Dash, Bitcoin, BTC, and more. Go to edge.app or look for Edge Wallet in your Google or Apple app stores. I used the Edge Wallet at pork to pay my bouncer in monero ah sweet how cool is that it only is a possible nice feature and you know and like they make it really easy i've been using monero for years mm-hmm. and it's really tough running a full node it and, is you know sending and you need this key or that key they make it stupid simple like as easy as you would send bitcoin or any other coin Edge it works yeah, exactly did the same way edge is great I agree. All right. So, uh, the toll-free number again, if you want to join us here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Um, overall, I, I would say I have nothing but really good things to say about the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. They did a great job with it. Um, people that were there seemed to have a good time. They seemed to be very happy with with everything about it and uh, kudos to roger and jessica paxton for for putting it on and doing a great job with it in fact there's some interesting things happening uh in the background now where we may if if everything goes as i think roger and jessica want the Free State Project may decide to spin off the Porcupine Freedom Festival into a separate organization. Why would that be good? Weird. I think it would be great. Are you why? kidding? The Free, yeah, Free State Project's, exactly? the Free State Project's board of directors has been the number one most bungling factor in why the <laughs> why the Porcupine Freedom Festival faltered and had issues over the last several years. Because it got because, too political? It, well, that's in, one like, thing. Internally political? Yeah, it got too political. The board of directors was too involved. Uh, they also allegedly lost money like a lot of it on the liberty forum this year and mm-hmm. that's the for those that don't know that's the free state projects wintertime hotel convention it makes me wonder though why they, why does there need to be a pork fest organization at all isn't that sort of the the spirit of Porkfest mm. is that there is no organization well, and there that are, it's just the people who show up who make the thing happen? I think that may seem to be the spirit of the event, but I don't think that was always. I mean, there's always been some sort of curriculum. There's always been a stage show of some sort, at least as far back as I can recall attending okay. the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which the first one I ever attended was 2007. Interesting. So I wasn't there for the earliest of early days. So I can't really speak to those days. Uh-huh. Um, and certainly we did interview Tim condon on free talk live who is the founder of the porcupine freedom festival and he did say that fork fest which is the alternative event which which is the decentralized event the the event where there is no central committee or control or anything he did say that that sort of had the the uh, the, the founding spirit, if you will, of the original Porcupine Freedom Festival. So yeah. maybe way, way, way back it was like that. But the longest I can recall, there's always been some sort of curriculum, some sort of main stage um, speakers list and panel discussions and things like that. That's always kind of been part of that event i feel really torn about this now because now about that them sp- spinning off yeah well about them spinning off about them the even need for an organization in the first place and on the one hand i want to advocate that there be no organization mm-hmm. that runs pork fest let's just let that be a thing that it's it's almost uh it's in the eye of the attendee. It's mm. so you show up and you are pork fest. You're here at the right time with all these other people. So that way, if there are like media organizations like uh, Vice mm. and um, the people who have covered the Porcupine Freedom Festival come in the future. Who is there to talk to? There's no one in charge. It's like okay, and then we made this happen and that happened. That you have well, to talk to Well, then it might as everyone. well just be Forkfest at that point, right? Well, that's what I'm because saying because that's what we that's what has been created with Forkfest is a decentralized festival that happens just over a period of days, and everybody just kind of decides their own thing. the The idea that the Porcupine Freedom Festival would sort of meld into Forkfest seems unlikely. It seems unlikely that they would they would let go of sort of the artifices that have been created. Not All of which are bad. Right. Like, I mean, while we're generally against central control and central authority or whatever, there are some benefits to centralization in certain circumstances. Right. Like, blockchain, for instance, isn't the most efficient form of database. It's just a particularly reliable one. It's one that is, you know, not subject to... Uh, you know, you can't tamper with it because it, because the blockchain exists in a bunch of locations. It's decentralized uh, all across the the globe. It's a lot faster to just use a you know SQL database in a central on a central server if you want to be able to update things. I'm faster, lost in right? the analogy here. Yeah, I'm Why sorry is this if better you, for pork I'm just giving you an example that there are some things that centralization can do better than decentralization. Like decentralization isn't always the answer, is it? I'm not saying it is, but right. in this in this case, I want a festival where there's no one in charge, and well, I think we have that it. that's okay. It's ForkFest. <laughs> right. I just don't think you're going to be able to convince uh, the organizers. Is of that the an Porcupi-
1: official statement about ForkFest? No, <laughs>
0: uh, I don't think you're going to be able to uh, convince the organizers of the Porcupine Freedom Festival to completely disorganize the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Then why? Like, why won't this just happen again? Why won't the failures where they the organizers of Porkfest fall flat on their face. They could by ruining the spirit of of Porkfest. They making people angry. And they could. I mean, those things could certainly happen. So what's the um, mission now? I mean, what's the goal? If if Porkfest already has. What I'm looking for. Mm. What is Porkfest supposed to offer? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's up to them to figure out. Okay. Whatever that is. I mean, whatever they offered this year was pretty good. You know, they got a thousand people. They're about to uh, to show up to it. Um, a lot of people were pretty happy with it. You said you were glad that you stayed for it. It was my favorite Pork Fest yet. I, really? I, of say all that, of them? I totally mean it. Yes. Okay. Every year that happens. And I didn't even want to go to Porkfest this year. Mm. I was so sour. I have skipped years in the past. And I was <laughs> just so... N- not interested in dealing with or seeing any of these people. But then it turned out uh, that the spot they rented for Fest mm-hmm. was available for the next week. And. Uh-huh. I decided to stay because it was so much work to set that thing up. And you up. were glad that you did. And I'm so glad. Yeah. I would not have missed it for anything. And I feel I feel so relaxed and wonderful and at more peace with the, the people that I didn't yeah. want to see. And it was so necessary and wonderful. It was really great. I also felt the same way. Like, originally, I wasn't going to go because the Free State Project, uh, the Board of Directors botched something up again this year where they refused to take uh, money from me for a sponsorship, which thankfully they ended up taking money from someone else for the same sponsorship. <laughs> so the goal was accomplished. It didn't have, you know, whatever. Ridiculous. But uh, because of the, you know, the petty, you know, nonsense from them, I was, I was kind of turned off by that. Like, I don't really want to go. I mean, I love Roger, and he wanted me to go, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. But then Mark was going to go for one day because he had to do his speech on Saturday. He was going to go up on Friday night. And I'm like, all right, I'll go with, I'll go with you. I can get a ticket from Chris Wade who had the, the package of tickets. And eventually, I just kind of decided, you know, if I'm going to go up for one night, and we got to reserve four nights for the, the hotel, might as well just go for the whole thing. Just take a week off from doing the show. And so I did. I was actually there on. On a vacation for the first time ever. It was my first, my tenth pork fest, but my first one that I ever actually attended, where I didn't have to do a radio show every day. More coming up, it's Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hey, it's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll free. Bring up whatever is on your mind. Our number here is 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. With you tonight, it's Ian, Derek J., and Johnson. Coming up, Johnson, you're going to be telling us about uh, the killer, the terrorist from Cuba.
1: Oh, You can't call him that
0: Che Guevara. And uh, you're going to do what? A little history lesson, a little bit of. uh, Well,
1: yeah, I would definitely want to talk about Che, but I want to talk about uh, someone who says you can't call him
0: a terrorist. terrorist. This is um, John McAfee, the ostensible libertarian candidate for president in 2020. So we can get into all that. Of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. We've been just discussing the, uh, the just kind of the general concept of a, a decentralized freedom festival, which we just experienced a couple of weeks ago with uh, Fork Fest, the third annual decentralized libertarian camping event at Rogers Campground, which was followed this year by uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is a more centrally controlled and centrally managed uh, event. We don't know what. Uh, the porcupine freedom festival is going to look like next year we do know there's a chance it may spin off i don't think that's like secret information i'm pretty sure we've talked about that publicly um with roger paxton um i'm i can't say more because i don't know all the details i do know that's something that they want to do because roger was basically fed up with the free state projects board we talked about this on free talk live during uh fork fest with you and roger, roger? yeah with wow. roger Wow, he wanted to talk about it he and mark wanted to talk about it i didn't I, you know i didn't care it wasn't my my idea to go there i don't want to drag anybody through the mud personally like to me it no, doesn't matter but that that's but. so fascinating because this history has to be documented yeah. somewhere you know someone's got to write it down in the book because this is a learning experience for everyone in what, like a liberty in our lifetime what does it look like when we t- when we take personal responsibility for our campsites mm-hmm. Uh, our own festival uh, how can we remove power from the situation? And it's fascinating to watch an organization take power over a festival that previously had no no like owners and then try and get rid of that power themselves like, Someone infiltrated to try and get rid of that power, that being like Roger Paxton. Not that he intentionally infiltrated, but that's the effect it's been. One of the things Roger always wanted to accomplish was to have um, me being able to come back to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So he was able to successfully accomplish that. Um, But he wasn't able to change the system very effectively from the inside. So he was so Mm. frustrated with the Free State Project's board of directors bungling of the event, uh, he resigned his position from the board of directors earlier this year. This was after they – two months after um, Roger had accepted a sponsorship from me on behalf of the Shire Free Church and Mm -hmm. sponsoring – uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival for pork for Forkfest, making Forkfest its top sponsor. Um, although I didn't know it would be the top sponsor at that point, they just never sold one that was was more top, if you will. Uh, um, and then to have the board of directors just refuse it two months later and re- and send it back to me, causing That's the festival so much to lose time, money, and oh, and yeah. causing them to lose money because I paid in Bitcoin and the price of Bitcoin had gone up over the two months, and oh, they dang. had to refund it to me in Bitcoin. And so when when Chris Wade from, uh, from Freedom Decrypted, our co-host here, did the same deal with the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the $6,000 sponsorship, yeah. he also paid in Bitcoin and it was less Bitcoin at the time. It, w- it went down from 1.5 Bitcoin to 1.1 1. <laughs> 1. 1 Bitcoin. So they literally uh, lost, you know, 0. 0.4 Bitcoin Simply because of a political disagreement, because of you know a silly decision, so Roger was so frustrated by that he resigned from the board of directors. He told them he would finish his responsibility, and because he had committed to do the Porcupine Freedom Festival, he wasn't going to walk out on his commitment. No, man of honor. But he basically said, "This is it for me. I'm not going to organize this under the Free State Project in 2020." Okay, but he is willing to take the organization on if they will separate it from the free state project that is so beautiful because he likes doing it they like doing the organizing of it they have fun even though it's a lot of work and everything but they they enjoy it and they they do a killer job too they if they finish setting up four hours early on their first day Mm. which is amazing um and then it's almost like you know how libertarians want to get into government and then, like, dismantle it. They're mm-hmm. like, I want to just remove power from these seats, you know, make them all empty seats and uh, take the power away from the government. It's just this pipe dream that no-, no one ever gets it done. Right, But this is like... Libertarians created their own little bureaucracy, the FSP, and then another libertarian anarchist is going in and infiltrating that and dismantling (laughs) that. So if he can get practice actually dismantling a a bureaucratic organization from the inside and and create a model that works— Maybe this idea can scale. Well, in theory, the model could work because they did turn it into a profitable event for the first time since Sovereign Curtis uh, back in, whatever was it was, 2012 or 2011. 2011. Or so could you was. imagine, like, if, if a libertarian took over—maybe this is a strategy that we can use in other places. Like, a failing business, let's say the post office, libertarian takes it over, makes it into a really profitable organization, and then breaks it off from the federal government mm. so that it's its, its own business? And could be run like every little piece of what the feds or anyone else does could be broken off into a little profitable section and just removed. It could be as long as you can convince the bureaucrats to let it go. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see what happens with this practice. <laughs> right. Yeah, it'll, it'll be this interesting. Practice round it'll be interesting to see how it uh, it plays out. I, I wish them. I hope they can get it because I think the the festival suffers due to the mismanagement of the Free State Project and the political nonsense that they've gone through. Uh, that that only harms the, uh, the, the the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And further, this year, when they apparently mm. lost money on the Liberty Forum, they took the profits from last year's Porcupine Freedom Festival and used those profits to shore up the losing Liberty Forum this year, oh, which no. left even less money for the Porcupine Freedom Festival in- 2019 so that's not fair you know to the porcupine freedom festival which was a successful event to have to then subsidize the unsuccessful event so it's an argument to spin it off right basically or just stop doing liberty forum altogether if it's losing money for the organization but then what does the fsp gain by giving up this power that it has over the pork fest name you know that's good i don't for think it, they right? gain anything except for a less uh, less responsibility they don't have to worry about it anymore it's no longer something they have to do but also they don't gain anything from it they don't get to say like okay well this is a free state project thing because it's not anymore but i honestly look uh, the free state project ought to shut down in 2021 they really ought to just you know call well, it a why day that year because that's when their goal is is done. Five right? years so over. The, so the Free State Project's goal was to reach twenty thousand uh, signers of their pledge, which all three of us were signers, right, yeah. of that pledge. Um, that the pledge to move to New Hampshire as a libertarian or voluntarist or anarchist or whatever, and then you know work towards uh, having as small of government as possible in our lives, you know, as as, con- yeah. as you can do. And uh, they reached that twenty thousand in February of 2016, and then there was supposed to be a really? five-year window of time where those twenty thousand pledgers had to make the move. So it was 2016. It was the beginning of 2016. Wow! Yeah, just okay. to, just a month before they kicked me out uh, of their uh, of their events. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh, so so if they were to just get rid of spin Porkfest off into its own organization, and then finish their move you know in 2021 what reason should they continue at that point you know what what's their reason for i don't see a reason yeah
1: well the state isn't free
0: no, it's not. But I mean, that you wasn't ar- the goal. You could argue that they could continue right. to recruit movers and encourage them to just move right away. This I had is- an idea that the, the FSP should flip its mission. So the first mission was count up from zero to 20,000, mm-hmm. where right. you are trying to get these signers. And now the the mission should be, we got the 20,000 signers. The, the mission is to get back down to zero. Okay, 20,000 down to zero people who need to fulfill their pledge to move.
1: Yeah. I don't think but you're not gonna get everybody who moves. And and I've also thought that if this were really so the way a population movement should work is it should be exponential growth, right? So once you hit twenty thousand, like you're you you're getting a doubling effect, right? Because any population growth movement is if you look at any population curve, it's generally one that's exponential, right? Mm. It's a hockey stick graph. Mm-hmm that's probably um, no, it's true it's consistent here, no it's probably not true here because also the the problem with this is and, and you know not to disparage anybody but the free state project has never been honest about the numbers not even close what do you mean um so uh they're not honest about uh wh- what about the people who have left what about, what the about them? they, they don't moved. count those they, moved, they did move. They moved, but that's not the point of it, the... You, you
0: don't get to hold someone here at gunpoint. If somebody no, I'm not saying that
1: you should hold someone here, but... <laughs> Technically, but they if did you're, If your fulfill goal is to get 20,000 people to move to the state to achieve liberty, then you need 20,000 people here in the state uh, to achieve liberty. I see what so you're saying. So if they left, then you don't have 20,000 people. So there should and be different numbers. if you're not being numbers. honest about that, then that's not honest.
0: I, okay, but I don't see that as dishonest. It's just two different numbers. One is they fulfilled yeah. their pledge, they moved, <laughs> and the and other left. is in-state... Free state project participants. I think that that should be a separate number. I
1: think that should be the goal.
0: Totally agree. But that's probably not going to happen by 2021. (laughs) Uh, There's more (laughs) on the way. You'd be lucky if there's 5,000 of them uh, by then. 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. But the good news is, events like the Porcupine Freedom Festival help solidify people's intentions to actually make that move. There's more coming up.
2: She seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth,
3: happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped.
4: Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite.
3: Come to Dynavite for help.
5: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
3: If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty
6: acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa, the digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food.
2: Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life.
4: Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help.
6: 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E
5: oh. dot com.
0: talk live It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-free. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord call-in lines over at discord.lrn.fm. Coming up Derek J has a story about Google and apparently inadvertently revealing some sort of plan regarding the Donald Trump 2020 campaign uh you're going to get into that a little bit later but first uh, Johnson you are fired up about Che yeah the uh the once what uh, what was his position in Cuba he wasn't like the the president he was just like a thug right is, like a yeah, high level thug
1: the lieutenant for uh castro For Fidel Castro. So basically the general...
0: During the so-called revolution, the beginning of the
1: revolution. La revolución. What fired you up about this? So uh, what fired me up is uh, there was a tweet uh, from uh, John McAfee who... uh, you know, obviously. who listeners
0: probably, if you're new, not, if you're not new to the show, you've heard us talk about McAfee and some of his hijinks uh, in the past, and how he is entertaining. He's very entertaining, very you know, fun to watch. He says fun stuff on his uh, his Twitter account. He's very radical, uh, not a fan of the government in the United States. In fact, he's currently on the run uh, from the U.S. federal government, who is ostensibly attempting to prosecute him for various different victimless crimes. And, you know, I support him in a lot of the things that he does. But in other ways, he's sort of shifty. Like, you know, some of the things that he's uh, he has promised has never come to fruition. Like what? Uh, there was the McAfee Bucks thing that he he announced a couple of years ago. I don't know oh, if you've never, never heard that. of this. Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, I don't think anybody really believed it was going to happen just because he promises some stuff that just never comes to fruition. But he, he showed designs of physical paper money. That he had ostensibly designed and was going to release uh, one summer. I think it was like two years ago, and I, it it wasn't called McAfee Bucks, but that's essentially what they were. They were backed supposedly backed by a minute or an hour of his time. I forget what the uh, oh, the amount of it was. So if you collected enough of them, you could get an hour with with John McAfee. That's cool. Yeah, I mean it was kind of a neat <laughs> idea. I mean it was obviously all about him, and you know that's fine. It was entertaining. And the bucks looked great. Like the design was really nice. Whatever artist he had to do these up made them look very attractive. It looked pretty, but it just never came to fruition. It was just one of those things he announced. And, and this year he's promoting that he's going to launch some sort of a token or a cryptocurrency or whatever. And, you know, I, I fully believe that this one's not going to happen either because his last one didn't happen. Uh, even though it wasn't a crypto, it was just a paper currency. This one, you know. I'm so tired of these ICOs. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is this still happening? Are people still believing that they can come up with some fancy new cryptocurrency and that's totally legit? I don't know if what he believes, right? Like, I think he's just trolling half the time, so I don't know. Right. It's hard to really get excited about. Plus, you know that he's publicly stated that if you give him $100,000, he'll pimp your, your cryptocurrency or whatever. So, like, you know, he basically... Even though he's got all this reputation that's generally positive, he also has kind of this side to him that's like he'll just take money for Sell anything. Out. Hmm. And uh, I don't think that's really true of him. I feel like he should do, he probably does some vetting. But he makes it sound like he doesn't in certain circumstances. And then there was the story that uh, Aria told about him where, I don't know if you heard this one, but at three in the morning, someone from John McAfee's account, like his, his real account on Facebook, yeah, uh, was sending her messages promoting some sort of crypto coin in the middle of the night. And when she asked too many questions, he uh, unfriended and blocked and deleted. Uh, tried to delete the conversation. Really, she, she went into her Facebook. I guess Facebook's got that thing where you can download your whole right. history, and apparently that also d- uh, downloads any conversation, even ones that the other side thought they deleted. So she was able to download the conversation no. with, with what she believes was an employee that you know was on McAfee's account. Right. She doesn't. And why actually, would you know, they be doing this? They were pimping, pimping some sort of investment or some sort of crypto or something like that. She doesn't remember which coin it was at the time. She'd have to go dig How up. How bizarre! Yeah. So it's like that kind of turned her off to uh, you know trusting McAfee because it seemed. Why? Weird. I mean, that's not his fault. I mean, except that well, if the person was using his account. I mean, if I give my hmm. account, you know, to a known scam artist, then that unless they stole the account from McAfee, it it kind of is his fault. Yeah, and you know. he's like known for computer security. That's right. his business as his whole empire his life yeah so you know it's hard to it's hard to really say mcafee you know what he's what is what he's saying really what he believes like like with any good troll you never really can tell i don't think but johnson what did he have to say about uh,
1: so he said if you if you call che Guevara a terrorist you show your ignorance and your acceptance of the u.s government's propaganda and lies if you have not read his diary or know nothing of his life, then it would be best for you to keep your mouth shut on my page. Damn. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I
0: have to say I have not read his diary. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think you need to read his diary. I also
0: have not read Mein Kampf.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's Hitler's book, by the way, for those who don't know. Right. But not a diary. I presume not. I, have you read it? No. Okay.
1: So somebody asked him, like, you know, so there's been a lot of questions, a lot of people, a lot of outrage at this. Like, So, for example, one person said, what are your thoughts on about communism, uh, you know, to McAfee? And he said, I have none. Communism here in Cuba was never given a chance to reveal its potential or, oh lack, or lack of it. It has been strangled by the U.S. for 63 years.
0: you got to be kidding me. So I, John
1: McAfee is an effing commie? Yeah, I will say this. Cuba has no homeless. America has millions, (laughs) and and somebody immediately replied, "That's nonsense. That's that's completely nonsense. You know, like, and it's so McAfee's. Is he living
0: in Cuba right now? Yes, yeah, he is. So, oh, so like he basically can't say anything bad about Cuba if he's living. I don't know
1: on Twitter. What can you do? I mean, the Cuban government will throw him in a in the clink. I guess, but what is he doing? I mean, what is this? I don't know know what he's doing. It's crazy.
0: I mean, I thought he was staying in the Dominican Republic.
1: Yeah. In the Bahamas. Well, apparently, uh, I'm hearing that he's in Cuba now. But, I I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, if he's in Cuba, then he's probably under some sort of (laughs) restriction as far as what he can get away with saying uh, in Cuba. Maybe he believes Cuba is a safe place for him because, I mean, look, the government... In the United States, the government gang has a very long reach. I mean, they're trying to get Assange out of the UK, they're trying to extradite uh, kim.com from Mega Upload out of New Zealand. Now they haven't been successful at it yet, but they have managed to tie up kim.com since what, 2011, 2012, since mm-hmm. his house was raided and he was arrested on, you know, copyright charges. Basically, for running a website where people could upload files that he didn't know what they were uploading. I mean, it's a crazy story. He's still fighting that extradition, at, and I believe he's currently at the New Zealand Supreme Court level on that one. Uh, remember, we saw Cody Wilson, the uh, founder of mm-hmm. Defense Distributed. They snatched him up in, in Thailand, basically. Wow. So, but,
1: so the other part of the reason that I got fired up about this is that I, I brought this up with... Um, you know, I work with, and I'm, I'm not going to just drop names here because I think it's embarrassing. I think it should be embarrassing uh, because I work with a a a couple who's very liberty liberty minded. <laughs> uh, they're a it's a homosexual couple who uh, is very well informed on most political issues, and who I brought ch- this up.
0: Che executed, by the way, you pointed this out yeah. off the air.
1: Uh, well, that's Derek why I'm bringing this up because I, I brought this up. This is a. a you know, people who are very normally very informed about politics and the news, and I bring this up, this thing about John McAfee. They both absolutely, of course, know who John McAfee is, and then I say this thing about Che Guevara, and and both of these people say, "Who?" Mm-hmm. And I'm floored. It's thwart. not just the
0: way you pronounced it. Like you, you made sure you no, were totally clear. no.
1: I cr- said no. I said this famous person, this shirt. You know, like on shirts everywhere. The you know this uh, terrorist from uh, you know from Cuba, from Cuba who during put, the revolution I like explain it. They're like who? No, don't know who that is. I didn't no learn idea. to be
0: to be fair. I didn't learn anything about Che Guevara until I was well into adulthood doing this show. I didn't know sure. anything from, really from school. No. They didn't teach me anything yeah, about that I guy in school. I don't
1: think I really ever learned anything from school either. But
0: you know, it's not that it would have been true whatever I... they taught me in school anyway. But <laughs> I had to learn it from like punk t-shirts and stuff. You know, right. like the cool kids wear Shea on their on their t-shirts. Right, because it's cool to wear a murderer on your t-shirt. <laughs>
1: They don't know what they're talking about. No, they don't know what
0: they're doing. Well, he looks really revolutionary. (laughs) He's got that beret. (laughs) He's
1: got a star in his hat. (laughs) All right.
0: Hold on. You got more to say about this, Johnson. We'll continue in moments. Your calls and thoughts also welcome. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. talk live you can bring up whatever's on your mind our toll-free number is 855 free. that's 855-450-3733 johnson's got more to say on che Guevara and apparently the surprise that uh J- john mcafee appears to be a fan <laughs> um but not only that a fan of like he almost made it sound like oh yeah communism could have worked uh, yeah well, I want you to read his quote again here in a, mo- in a moment. We'll, sure. get, we'll get back into it. Uh, but uh, Ian, Derek, Jay, and Johnson in the studio tonight. We're actually going to get into your phone calls next, and then we'll continue on more with Che. Uh, but are you a business owner? And if you have a product or service to sell and are tired of spending money on digital or print ads that may or may not be seen by your best prospects, we've got an idea for you. If you'd like to reach our listening audience... Wouldn't it be great if we could guarantee you that your ad would get in front of their eyes and in the hands of your prospects? And not just in their ears. We've got a new advertising platform that combines Free Talk Live with digital and print advertising. Okay, And how many more sales could you make if you can get your ad directly into the hands of your targeted prospects? You can reach the Liberty audience right now with this revolutionary new advertising and direct marketing program. You can learn more about it over at 123.freetalklive.com. It's the numbers 123.freetalklive.com. Uh, it may be your most cost-effective and highest return on investment that you've received from any marketing program that you've ever done. and There is limited space, however. So go to 123.freetalklive.com and you can learn more there as we go to Larry listening in Indianapolis. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: How you doing, Mark?
0: Hey, Mark's actually not here, but uh, it is What's Ian, Derek, J, and uh, Johnson. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, but, you know I was talking about uh, GBTQL or whatever, <laughs> trying for reparation uh, Okay. Last time I called. Now I didn't know that was happening, but it looked like I reached a conclusion that that's naturally at the end of the end of their uh, their uh, protest or whatever, but. Anyway, now where was this? National... Where was this
0: protest? Was this D.C.? Was it in Indianapolis? I don't know anything about. Oh it.
6: yeah, it's in, in Washington now, where they have a situation where they're trying to get civil rights. Now they're trying to equate being gay compared to 400 years of slavery for the uh, black people. Huh. Well, we so do now... have a gay
0: man in our studio, uh, Derek J. Yeah. Do you feel well, as though? I mean, obviously, there's been I... some repression of gays and it you know has been difficult in the past more so i would say in the past to come out of the closet not to say it's easy today for some people but depending on certainly where they live like the bible belt or the south and that kind of thing um is it tantamount uh is the the oppression that gays have received over the decades tantamount to slavery or not even close well i wouldn't purport to speak for anyone but myself and no i haven't experienced anything like subjugation so not well, even close you know, is that, what you're saying no
6: that's what they're claiming in their uh, petition that they have been uh, denied certain opportunities, and and of course all this is added up over the years, and they want to step in front of line in front of the uh, the black people who were slaves because. They think that's more of an egregious complaint. I don't think
0: there are any, yeah. uh, at least in the United States, black people who were slaves at any point in their life. Well, well
6: I understand that I'm uh, my great-grandfather was a slave, right? I, I believe so, you. Uh, I stand in line at that situation. I thoroughly know about that because uh, my dad left the Murfreesboro Plantation in Murfreesboro, uh, North Carolina. Right, but you don't think that just because
0: morning. some horrific things happened in the past... Uh, means that you, a, a person today who has not suffered those same horrors, deserves some sort of a check, do you?
6: Well, not for myself, but I think that. what I'm can't quite so make out
0: everything bad. you're saying there. I don't know if you're on a speakerphone or or what's going on. Well, yeah, I'm,
6: I get my, I'm getting closer. Can you hear me that's now? That's better. Yeah, go ahead. Well, most I'm just trying to say that uh, if it would stop happening, it would be fine, but... Uh, the most of the uh, elite gays here in Indianapolis, they hate colored people, black people. They really hate them. So, oh, yeah, I just think that uh, they're going to move in the front of us and getting reparations, and I, all the people in Washington going to go right along with it. And then, they're well, a- I
0: don't know. I'm going to be skeptical I on think this one. I mean, they will do it. I, they. For all of the calls for reparations over all these decades now, um, I mean it hasn't happened yet, and there are obviously horrific things that happened in the past. Um, you, you think the gays are going to have more political swing, and they're actually going to get some form of reparations? It seems unbelievable.
5: They, st- they
6: certainly will get it. I, I think they will get it. Because... What do you think of this
0: theory, Derek J, as the uh, the gay guy in the studio here? Well, I learned recently that uh, among polling. Young people, uh, for the first time ever are now less tolerant of, um, gay people. Really? Yeah. The, the number has actually declined and they're the only, um, age group where that's the case. The number of people who are tolerant has declined? Yeah. That's the only, um, age group where that's the case. So for seniors or middle aged or, you know, even, even people in their 30s, um, still like more accepting. Yeah. But with, um, why Younger you people, it's less. I think they've gone too far. The pendulum I think has Larry's swung too- really hitting on something important here, which is that, you know, these people may have had a legitimate grievance here and there, but then they start mm. acting like whiny children who, like, that's their only trick, that they know how to get what they want from their parents, so they're going to whine and complain until they get everything, and right. it's ridiculous. I don't even understand. Well, maybe- I mean, Larry, I don't believe they could administer a gay... Like, even if the politicians wanted to put a reparations program into place for gay people... You don't test for that, right? Like, I mean, how would you know uh, if somebody is gay? Is it the amount of lisp that's they it. have? Is it the way they <laughs> hold their hands? Is it the, the way they dress? Point. I mean,
6: because that's my point. That's my point.
0: Yeah, I don't think you have to There's worry about this. The
6: only thing, only thing is that is uh, real is what everybody agrees on. Black people can't change their skin color, or anything like that. And I just think that uh, they're gonna, they have the clout. They have the power. They are holding America hostage right now. Well, so no, it's the, in, it's the in in it's the
0: U.S. government that's holding America hostage. It has nothing to well, do with gays. Well, okay, well,
6: they're, they're, they're a part of it. But they want to force themselves in our institutions, like a couple Catholic schools have had to fire people who were in gay marriages, right? They knew when they signed the contract the Catholic Church didn't play that. So they're coming out trying to sue the Catholic Church. Uh, trying to make them break all their rules and stuff and accept them. And I don't think it's the issue. I mean, if you're gay and you're white, you are white. That's the bottom line right there. And when most elite gays uh, do not like Color black people. I, I won't use that word on your. Well, program. that's new. That's
0: a new claim. I, I mean, for right. me, I, I don't know well, what an elite I gay is, but I know. I know Derek J loves himself are, a black man. So, elite, hey, thanks but, for the uh, call tonight, Larry. I appreciate it. Toll free number. You're, I guess you're just not one of the elites. Yeah, I like that phrase. Wait, is that supposed to be a euphemism for something? What? What? Phrase? Elite gay. I don't know. I, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost know what he means. I think you know, like there are people who insert themselves into political positions of political power. Gay Is people that, who are politically powerful, you mean? Yeah. Those would be the elites. Yeah. Okay. The elitists in, in D C. Like I don't think most of gay people care anything about politics but there are i don't think are, most people period care about right. politics most people just want to live their life and you know have kids and uh have a career and you know but be happy there's a vocal minority and i mean i was listening yeah. to nhpr on the way over here and there some complaining about oh well transgender people need more protections in new hampshire so that they know we care about them and it's like what do you when are you going to stop with all this special treatment stuff? Yeah, if you care about them, stop arresting them for victimless crimes. More coming up here, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live.
4: Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to DynaVite for help. Order a 90 day supply of DynaVite. Everything we tried failed except the DynaVite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with Omega 3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At DynaVite.com D I N nope. O V I T E.com.
0: is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything that you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms. Jump into one of those if you want. You can sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. Discord.lrn.fm. By the way, I do want you to know about Liberty.Menu. Got to uh, spend a little bit of time with Patrick, who is the uh, the founder and the creator, the programmer behind Liberty.Menu. It's a great website that allows you, if you're a liberty-minded person, if you're not, Go ahead and skip this website. It's not for you. Uh, But if you do care about freedom, (laughs) then uh, get over to liberty.menu. You can list the things that you do. Maybe you've got a business. Maybe you've got digital content that you create. Maybe an event uh, that you want to promote to other liberty-minded folks. That's the place to do it. It's free. In fact, I just re-upped my uh, entries because liberty.menu has got a really smart system where after a year of your thing being up there, they send you an email saying, hey, your entry is going to expire unless you click this link to re-up it, basically. Oh, that's good. Because one of the problems with business directories online is usually the person who's the business owner just adds the thing and then they forget about it. It goes stale. And then they go out of business or they move the business or something else happens to where it goes stale or it goes completely dead even though it's still on the map. And so this actually, if you don't respond to that thing within a few days, it pulls down your ad. That's so good because yeah. if there's one bad ad or one thing that's stale, the whole map is dead. It looks. You bad. don't know because yeah. then you can't use the the thing with any confidence, right? So that's really great. Yeah, and you know, smart. Liberty that menu, I think is one of the only places. I think I'll just say it's the only place where the, it's like a social media for Liberty people. There that's used right. to be liberty.me or something, but yeah, I don't know what happened to that. Um, they wanted you to pay for that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. You yeah. got to try things out for the market, but with the decline of Facebook and all these other places that people meet online I'm seeing that liberty.menu is still there and like pound for pound, each person is real. You can connect right, with true. other people that, like, that you know in real life. There's It's sort of a social network. Yeah, that's one of the nice aspects of it. Hopefully more people will start using that aspect of the site as they start leaving Facebook. But uh, go check it out over at liberty.menu. If you want, you can use code FTL on your user profile and get a free Talk Live listener badge. We can't give you a discount because it's free to use the site. So get on over to liberty.menu. And once we know the dates for Fork Fest there will be a fork fest event on Liberty.Menu. That oh, was good. sort of the unofficial official or whatever, the one event that you could RSVP to where you didn't have to be on Facebook uh, to, to do that, which is pretty sweet. All right, so we continue here. Uh, we were talking about the killer in Cuba, mm. uh, the terrorist that John McAfee apparently has made statements on his Twitter. Was it on t- Twitter where he made these statements, uh, yes, Johnson?
1: yeah, his official Twitter account.
0: He got uppity he got very mad about some people criticizing uh che Guevara interesting and if you don't mind johnson can you pull up his full statement again where he mentions how communism could have worked uh if they just let it in cuba or some nonsense yeah uh, sure like so- that
1: so the quote from the original quote from him is if you call Jay Guevara a terrorist, you show your ignorance and your acceptance of the US government's propaganda and lies, if you have not read his diary or you know nothing of his life, then it would be best for you to keep your mouth shut on my page. Hmm. So he's you know, clearly very protective of of uh of Jay here. On and, his page? Yeah, on his, his Twitter, Twitter, Twitter or whatever. profile. Okay. Um So then somebody says Che was a real hero, he fought for people in justice, and McAfee... Who says that? Uh, Bev won. Oh, okay. Someone (laughs) not McAfee. And and McAfee says, yes, truth. And, uh, (laughs) you know, there's... Now, who did
0: he exterminate again or attempt to exterminate? There was gays. Capitalists. Capitalists. uh, Anyone
1: who dissented with that particular regime. Mm -hmm. um, You know, basically anyone who wasn't a Marxist. To be Uh, fair,
0: how do we know that that is true and that it's not propaganda um presumably the family members of the people who were murdered yeah. i don't know them we don't either yeah so i mean i can't make a positive claim one way or another well of course the, only way you the can ever make, i heard. right the only way you can ever make a claim for sure is if you witnessed a thing right otherwise you just you're just right. hearing stories from people. or i can have some credible source but i don't well, have I that
1: be, i bet that even if you were to read the, the uh jay's journal that it probably confirms that he killed a lot people. Of this, he was I did just murdering go- a bunch of people that you know oh, I didn't like them because they weren't uh, they were capitalists and capitalism's evil.
0: I did just check it out and you can read his diary. There's like a flash version that's um, hmm. apparently I guess been scanned in or something okay. came out in 2012. So you can read his actual words. It's in Spanish, but you can see
1: you can first translate uh, first person. That. You use a translator and see you know whatever. Yeah. So the, uh, somebody asked him, uh, "What are your thoughts about communism?" And McAfee replies, "I have none. Communism here in Cuba was never given a chance to reveal <laughs> its potential or lack of it. If it has been strangled by the U.S. for sixty-three years, this I is the say same
0: this. claim. By the before we go on, this is the same claim that the socialists make about Venezuela. It's, oh, it would have been a socialist paradise if it weren't for that U.S. meddling." If it only weren't for the U.S. and uh, the government of the United States uh, sanctions against Venezuela, it would be a wonderful paradise, a socialist paradise. I can understand that claim. I mean, how can they know? If you're someone who really believes in communism and socialism and you think this is the best system and it would really work, and you know that the the U.S. you know empire is interfering in your local politics— then wh- how could you not say oh well you know my thing wasn't fully tried my well, thing wasn't it's a bunk claim because the claim requires if if they're going to say that the reason why communism or socialism failed is because of sanctions placed on the the country by the United States yeah which basically means the US won't you know won't trade with you and won't trade with others who trade with you yeah it still says your government or your concept cannot function without trading with the United States I mean, if socialism was a good idea, why shouldn't they be able to get it to work just internally within a tropical, you know, nation? I mean, they've got growing season around the year in uh, Venezuela. The weather is very, very warm. I mean, it's not a a tough place to live as far as you're not going to freeze to death. There's no reason they can't have incredibly productive uh, crops and all that down there. But they can't make, you know, economics work because socialism fails. All right. Uh, That makes sense. Johnson uh, Moore.
1: So, I mean, I'm just looking through all the quotes here. I mean, it's pretty- I have
0: a quote from Che. This is a story from <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, the the Epic Times in an article, Che Guevara: a hero or murderer. And then they give a couple quotes from folks like Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King. Mahatma Gandhi: an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Uh, Martin Luther King quote: Dark darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Uh, and then they compare that with some words from Ernesto Che Guevara. Quote, Crazy with fury, I will stain my rifle red while slaughtering any enemy that falls in my hands. My nostrils dilate while savoring the acrid odor of gunpowder and blood. With the deaths of my enemies, I prepare my being for the sacred fight and join the triumphant proletariat with a bestial howl. These are the words of Che Guevara he wrote in his famous essay, and their effect is quite different. Than those of the former examples, and then go on to talk more about uh, his history. But I imagine you have more to share.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would recommend Yikes. I would recommend people to, uh, look up. Uh, there's two videos that I, I've been posting because I've, I've been talking about this a little bit because I just was fired up about this today. So uh, there's one called "History versus Che Guevara," um, which is from a, a TEDx speech from Alex Gendler um, uh, that talks about like it's it's a series called "History on Trial" and it talks about. Basically, both kind of viewpoints about uh, the history of Che Guevara. Mm. You know, it's this, you know, doctor became revolutionary, put Fidel into Castro and just gradually became more and more violent, uh, killing, you know, just going on a crazy killing spree. And then um, uh, related to that, When once you have that kind of background and, and education about the history... Um, there is a clip about uh, jo- called John Stossel Communism and Cast- Capitalism and where John Stossel talks about um, you know the Che t-shirts and people wearing these shirts and, and you know why why would anyone want to honor this murderer? <laughs> people who don't know. Right. They don't know
0: that he was a murderer. There's some another excerpt here we can share and I'm sure you've got more as well on Che. If you want to weigh, uh, weigh in especially if you're a fan maybe there, uh, there's somebody out there who really loves Che Guevara And you think we've got it all wrong. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. He was just a really sweet guy who actually cared about the gays that he had (laughs) killed uh, or something. It's Free Talk Live. Okay, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want right here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Here tonight, it's Ian... Derek J.
1: And Johnson. Talking
0: about Che Guevara. Was he a murderer? A scumbag? A statist thug? Or was he some kind of a good guy? As uh, John McAfee seems to uh, believe, he has been in defense of him recently on his Twitter profile. And- I
1: mean the thing that still the still the reason why I got fired up about this is just the, the to me being surprised at how many people could be ignorant of of Che, uh given how I mean it's almost like a pop culture icon. You know, it's like
0: he you, has become that like yeah. you see more
1: Che shirts than you do Mickey Mouse T shirts. You know, there yeah. is
0: one with Mickey Mouse ears on yeah. on him, which is pretty funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, to me, it seems like Chase kind of everywhere, and to never have the curiosity to go, who is that? <laughs> Why are you wearing that t-shirt? Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Well, f- it's like it doesn't even matter.
0: It's just the look of the guy is what people I guess. W- want. And he looks revolutionary, revolutionary, and yeah.
1: that's all you need to know. Because I'm so edgy and revolutionary, <laughs>
0: man. Well, and he also kind of matches what you'd expect of a revolutionary. Kill yeah. a bunch of people, mm-hmm. you know, dressed in... Like scruffy clothes.
1: Good for him. He's fighting dictators. He's fighting for the working class, right? Man.
0: I guess. (laughs) Don't you think he probably thought that? I'm sure he did. So, I mean,
1: at least he's not a hypocrite. I guess.
0: I suspect he uh, is a hypocrite. Yeah. but We just in, don't know in what ways. Not yeah. in that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's more f- from another story here at the the Epic Times on whether Guevara was a hero or murderer. But Johnson, do you want to share from uh, your source first?
1: So my sources were all video. So uh,
0: ah, like, well then let me share some yeah. some uh, some choice info here. Uh, from the epictimes.com, Although he's claimed to be a doctor from his homeland, Argentina, Che never did graduate from medical school. Aww. He, in fact, dropped out to join the fomenting Marxist revolution in Cuba, funded by the Soviet Union. Upon his arrival in Cuba, Fidel Castro was the reigning leader of the militant left, ready to overthrow the corrupt regime of Fulgencio Batista, who was the 17th president of Cuba. Many of the early leaders of the Cuban Revolution favored a democratic government, but Che and Castro were well-known hardline supporters of Soviet communism. As Castro gained more power, the democratic supporters had less of an influence, eliminating the chances of a future democratic process. After the July 1959 overthrow of Batista's regime, uh, so we're talking about, what, 60 years ago, Che presided over the first firing squads and established labor camps across the country modeled after soviet gulags he acted as judge jury and executioner of which he personally took pride in an essay that he wrote he said this quote to send men to the firing squad judicial proof is unnecessary these are the procedures of the bourgeoisie deta- or the bourgeois detail this is a revolution and a revolutionary must become a cold-killing machine, motivated by pure hate. We must create the teaching of the wall. Now, I don't know what... E. Uh, apparently, he's refer- referring to the Berlin Wall, built by his comrades from Russia. was a testament to the process of dealing with dissidents and the elimination of opposition and the newly formed communist Cuban dictatorship and eliminate they did. Through these newly formed labor camps, Che ordered the death of hundreds of thousands of helpless Cubans, including women and children as young as 14 years old. He personally executed over 180 people, though some say many more fell at his own hands. A special detail at the camps was appointed to deal with the, quote, gay problem, as they were imprisoned as well, and journalists were given no free voice as promised. So this guy was, according to this story here, the head over all of the internment camps and the murders that went on within them in Cuba during the so-called revolution.
1: So not a good guy. Yeah. So one of the things that people say will say about Che that that wow. uh, that he did good things was that uh the, like uh, the support of hospitals and also the literacy rate. In Cuba, right? Raised the literacy rate to one of the highest in the world, supposedly 96 to 98%, which, uh, you know, that's kind of cited around the, the, oh, look at all this good that that Che did. Of course, where does that fact come from?
0: The Cuban, the government. Cuban
1: government. So, is it, you know, whether or not that's actually accurate or is uh, probably highly debatable. But then also the fact that what are you going to read? Because the other thing that they Cuban did newspapers there written by is the that government. they censored the hell out of everything in Cuba. The free speech yeah. is not existent The state runs the news. Yeah. Wow. It's called
0: Grandma, yeah. I think, the state paper.
1: Like, try and find a copy in 1984. Not yeah. going to have it. You know, so... Uh, just disturbing. <laughs> Do you think McAfee
0: is just saying this because, because of the he's context? There. He's, he's there right now. And, like... I don't know. They say that if you are um an american and you're concerned about the american government spying on your devices then you should buy chinese devices because they would be (laughs) then only the chinese government can spy on you. theoretically yeah you're safer with that enemy than the local enemy the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah basically yeah Yeah. exactly so well if he's seeking um protection from the cuban government then that would explain his behavior right Mm -hmm. i mean guy's got to live but he's going to get called out on it and he should if he's going to continue running as the libertarian party presidential candidate he's he's shooting for that nomination and in order to get that nomination he's likely going to have to debate and in those debates he will be subject to being asked questions
1: he's tanking his a lot of his support from yeah he's going to support him because of his, his liberty his views on liberty and Her, his uh, purported views should any
0: views. politician be supported for their actual views or shouldn't it just we be, don't know what their views be, are yeah but shouldn't it just be in popularity contests where the most entertaining <laughs> wins i think that's how it's supposed well, to work i thought it was the best looking frankly I that was what it was supposed to be definitely not because <laughs> politics is Who's Hollywood more entertaining people. john mcafee or vermin supreme vermin but john well, mcafee's a win. close second yeah i, th- I, I so I would you l- wouldn't mind seeing a supreme mcafee campaign then mind that would be the best blessing i've had yeah i mean we should be so lucky supreme that would be great (laughs) yeah supreme first
1: right (laughs) so i want to see those debates with between i want to see vermin supreme debating trump
0: (laughs) i would love that that would be amazing unfortunately it's highly unlikely yeah (laughs) to ever happen well I don't know. Well, I did talk Anything's to... Anything's possible. I did talk to Vermin, actually. He has yet to make up his mind. I mean, he does seem pretty set on seeking the Libertarian Party nomination. In, oh, he hasn't done that yet. Well, it's still 2019, so it's still pretty early. Um, he has to make up his mind by the time there's the filing deadline for the primaries. Uh-huh. So last time around, he ran as a... In 2016, he ran as a Democrat in the Democratic primary. However, Vermin Supreme, and I think he told me in two thousand eight, ran in the Republican primary. So there's no reason why he couldn't run as a Republican and challenge Trump in the primary. Um, that would be my wish. I, I, he would do a lot better as a Republican than as a Libertarian. I think it would be more entertaining for him to do that because he's going to be ignored as the Libertarian candidate. Nobody cares. Yeah. I don't even care about the Libertarian candidate. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's usually it's the worst. The time. Yeah. I want them to go away. But the thing is, he was able to still (laughs) run as the Libertarian Party. Um, He ran in that process after failing in the Democratic primary. So... I guess what he's worried about is there are certain rules in some states that restrict whether or not you can run in another party after oh, you've already lost a primary. So he loses as a Republican, then he can't run as a Libertarian in, in some those states. states uh, who cares? I still think it's worth it. I think Definitely. he should go for the Republican and take on Bill Weld and take on Donald Trump. V- if Verman is, is still on the fence about this, then he, he needs to know that he's sorely mistaken if he if he's mistaking the support he has among libertarians as votes that he'll get from libertarians that's not the same thing i mm-hmm. i'm a libertarian who supports him 110% but the, i'm i'm like many people and probably wouldn't pull the lever for anyone so i'm not going to vote at all right but it's way more fun to pull the lever for vermin supreme if he's running as a republican or if yeah. he gets a mm. chance to to troll some of those people. He'd have my It'd vote in a Republican primary for sure. <laughs> yeah. And for a Libertarian, I just wouldn't care. I wouldn't even want to show up. You couldn't it even. Doesn't matter. I mean In order to uh, vote in the Libertarian primary, it's a closed p- private primary anyway. You'd have to be a delegate to their convention and then go to their god-awful convention in whatever city they're having Ugh. in. And, you know, the thing is, it will make people happy. And I actually I think it would be more fun to make people miserable and make them upset than to make the Libertarians happy, is make the Republicans mad. So I hope that, uh, well, we'll see what he ends up deciding to do, but either way, there is supposed to be a a pony procession uh, where (laughs) Vermin Supreme will have guns and ponies, uh, and Jay Noon, one of our co-hosts, will be escorting him uh, up from, I think it's like Manchester to Concord, basically. They're going to... Like travel up there on the final day of filing the filing period so he can file into the presidential race here in New Hampshire. Can't be, wait for that. It should be pretty epic. Uh, we, we got more coming up here. Hour number three is next, and you can join us here on Free Talk Live. We got more on Trump coming up. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at Edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. It is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of this program, my first one back in a week. I mean, i literally been off a week to attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I'm, I happen to have Monday nights off as well, so I decided to stay for an extra night at uh, the campground and right afterwards, just to kind of, you know, kind of wind down, not have to run right out the door, and it was, it was kind of nice. Is that a weird feeling for you? What's it like uh, having a week off? Well, you know, I mean, I never really truly am off because if something goes wrong, I've got to fix things that break. Um, uh, so so you're always, always aware call. at like 7 p.m. Eastern. You just are like <laughs> tuned in. To I'm what's always going on. I'm always on call to some extent. Um, so yeah. there's, there's never a true uh, break because it's always the day when you try to like disconnect when things go go completely wrong <laughs> uh but uh, do you was, find yourself like do you talk to yourself or you just listen to the show or do you call in on your days off or wh- no i didn't call in okay uh, on i don't think no yeah i didn't call him on you don't that have like off. this impulse to be a part of the show at no. every every time no it was actually really nice to just be able to hang out at the porcupine freedom festival and not have to for the most part, be concerned with what's going on because the people that are here have the ability to, you know, run things in They're my pros, absence, which is which is great. Yeah, um, I, I never I never created Free Talk Live to be my show. Right. Um, it's just my baby, if you will. I am the one who created it. Um, but I always, it, you know, I wanted it to be called Free Talk Live, not the Ian and Mark show show. Mm. Um, because I, you know, I wanted it to continue if something were to happen to me or Mark or the original hosts or, or whatever. It yeah. Should continue. One of the things he used to say a lot, I remember is people can interview others. Like say you, you ask a question of a politician mm-hmm. and they say, well, who are you with? And you can say you're with free talk Live <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you call in and talk about it on the show. You right. Know? Cause we don't believe in, or at least I, I, I don't believe in intellectual property. So whatever, you can call yourself whatever you want. It's like the idea of ForkFest, the decentralized camping festival. There's been some discussion in the chat room today, the Telegram <laughs> chat room, about whether there should be an official this or that for ForkFest. I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to call your calendar the official calendar, I mean, no one can stop you uh, from doing that. But what are you going to do if somebody else creates another calendar and calls that the official calendar? I mean, you know, it doesn't mean anything. What is it, What does it mean to be official with an event that has no central command and control No organizational structure uh, whatsoever. means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were talking about Che Guevara, and I don't know if you had more comments on that, Johnson, or did you feel like we covered it? I think we
1: pretty much well covered it. I just, again, I'm surprised. If you don't know who Che Guevara Mm -hmm. is... I think you should.
0: I posted the full yeah. article that I read some excerpts from with some of his quotes talking about mm. feeding on hate and murdering <laughs> murdering people. Uh, that uh, the, the full story is on our social media. You can go to telegram.freetalklive.com to follow our Telegram channel. You can go to twitter.freetalklive.com to follow us on Twitter. And then, uh, of course, toot, dot com to follow our Mastodon
1: account. It's just ironic to me that anybody, you know, capitalist, if you're, you know gay if you're a minority these are the first people yeah he did not like black people by the way (laughs) these are a lot of the people that you know tend to support you know marxist communist uh ideas and guess what you're the first ones
0: (laughs) on the firing squad
1: executed (laughs) You Seems know, it's about like, it's right. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I, I did not read the full the full story here. He has some very not so nice quotes about blacks as well that are in yeah. that article. Well, if you're so tuned out that you're wearing the the shirt That's of cool, y- your own murderer, like your right. own would be murderer, <laughs> then maybe you deserve to be murdered. Like maybe you're <laughs> stepping into the trap that they've set for you. Well, maybe that would be an ironic murder in that particular case. Yeah, you're like cool. I think this is great. Maybe, maybe they feel cool while being killed. Yeah. Wow, that's a really weird just twist try on to, Stockholm Syndrome. I'm trying to write
1: that as a lyric <laughs> into that uh, Alanis Morissette song. Like, Which one? Uh, Isn't it in ironic? Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> gotcha. Hey, it's let's like-
1: go. To- <laughs> let's go to the
0: phones here. Somebody uh, claiming to be Perry or Paris. I'm not sure. Perry in New York. You're on Free Talk Live.
2: Hi. Is this
0: Ian? Hi. Yes. How can I help you? Hey, You're on how the radio. Are you? Huh?
2: Yeah. Welcome back to the. Welcome back. Thanks. You're on here. I'm glad the to air. hear you're back. I just wanted to talk to you really quickly about something. Okay. So, Ann, I'm just asking. Do you have anybody in your family that has mental health illness?
0: Um. I mean, I don't keep close track of all my family members. So, I mean, do you, when you say in my family, do you mean like my parents and my, my say sister?
2: Anybody you care about? Because here's my issue. Anybody this I is care about? Well. About.
0: I mean, I care about a lot of people, and yeah, some of them have had uh, mental health issues. There's a former cop who was a co-host of ours uh, for a time who had a real tough time uh, with some mental health. Sure. I myself have uh, have lost my mind. Uh, No,
2: I can appreciate when you're in a good mood because you don't talk to people condescending and over-talking them. So those people, who do you expect to financially support them? Because I know you don't
5: you're, Are you
0: talking really about, like, who do I expect would financially support them in the absence of yeah. some sort of central state uh, health system?
2: That is correct. I yeah. mean, if I, because here's my problem. I'm just going to just go ahead and say it. You know, sometimes when Sarah calls in, it's so hard for me to listen to you talk to her. Sometimes you're very nice, but then you turn into like a pack of wolves. When one person starts, they all just jump on her. You never call. When no one else calls, do you ever ask them um, how are they supporting themselves? Uh, she's on welfare, she's on section eight. none of that because I'm, well
0: most people I'm, we don't know about those things right because most people don't call every single night. Uh, Sarah calls every night So we've learned things about her over time After having asked her a bunch of questions About her life um, Because she's our most common caller The average caller like you I don't know you from Adam So I don't know anything about your life Or what you believe or anything Except for what you've just said And
1: Sarah understands that the charity being provided for Unlike a lot of people Who don't actually understand or grasp the concept That it is possible to have charity Right? It is possible to have have uh, social programs that exist absent the influence of government threats and violence, that th- there is a possibility th- for people to be helped and supported without using force on peaceful I people agree. in order yeah. to ac- accomplish that. But Sarah understands day. this. Sarah understands this and wants this force, wants the violence.
2: And I get frustrated with people who take advantage of the system like I'm so turned off by it. Because I've been doing it for so long, it's really, and I understand, it's just a job for do, me. Do you feel like Sarah takes cool.
0: advantage of the system?
2: I absolutely don't. I just think that she has Oh, I disagree. I, I mean, the woman that. claims she
0: can't work. I don't buy it for a moment.
2: Well, I don't – maybe she has mental health issues. I don't know. That's the claim, but I
0: don't buy it for a moment that she can't work. Look, I've seen the kind of people they put on the door greeter job at Walmart, okay? Sarah can handle, uh, you know, working behind a phone. She calls into this show. She was going to do, like, you know, a call center kind of job. She could do that. Uh, from inside her own home, she could do all kinds of different things. She just doesn't want to because she does not have to. She can get a check from the government.
1: She clearly would be very interested in giving a traffic report at a radio station. And <laughs> right. I'm,
2: I'm gonna be honest with you, there are a lot of people only because I've seen it for so long who do take advantage of the system. Yeah, I just, I, just because we don't know what her issue is, I think because I'm on this side, just listening to her, and sometimes her, it really. Well, it she really
0: claims kind she's of- bipolar.
2: And that might be it. And sometimes it's hard to listen to sometimes how you guys just attack her. And I listen, and as soon as I hear after her call is done, I'm kind of, I used to listen to you guys the whole three hours. Yep. After Sarah, sometimes you guys are really nice, and some you are like a pack of wolves. Well, well start, sometimes
0: people start. love hearing us go after Sarah, and some people love Sarah's calls, and some people hate Sarah's calls. And you know what? One thing's for sure: I can't make everybody happy, so I'm not going to try. Was there anything else that you wanted to share?
2: No, no, no. You don't. You don't. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't make. Every, I'm not even saying you can't. I'm just saying that sometimes maybe you should know what people's real issues are before
0: you start attacking them. Nobody else do you do that to but her. Oh, no, no. Nobody we'll, we, else. At, we only attack somebody generally based on whether, how they're treating us. So if somebody's being hostile to us, we will usually uh, come right back at them with you know some hostility back. Um, so generally, we start out by giving everybody respect and treating everybody fairly uh, on Free Talk Live. Sarah's a different story because we have such a long history with her being a chronic caller every single night on the show. Although, has she been calling the last week? I don't know. I haven't been, uh, been listening. I know she couldn't call while we were at uh, Forkfest because we were recording our shows there. Um, but
2: I caught, unfortunately, you know, we ask tough and questions, and, and that's different than attacking.
0: I mean, we don't, you know, we don't call her names. We don't call her no, stupid the or ugly.
2: Meaning being a condescending, talking to her a little d- demeaning. I, that's what I mean. And well, I don't, who-
0: I, you know, I understand where you're coming from, Paris. And I want to say thank you for uh, the call tonight here. And yeah, we're going to demean somebody who we think is taking advantage of the system. I can't put words into you guys' mouth. If really? you want to comment, you can. Coming up here in just a moment, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you are invited here to join us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Here on Free Talk Live, we're big fans of My Magic Mud. It is a great product that has now expanded far beyond the original product. Now, the original is still available, of course. It's black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. And yet, somehow, putting black tooth powder on your teeth is actually clinically proven to whiten them. Seems counterintuitive, but it's true. You can pick up your my magic mud at actually most health food stores these days. Sprouts, CBS, natural grocers, and even Walmart's natural beauty aisle. But better than that, you can just go to MyMagicMud.com and save 20% by using code FTL20, that's FTL20, FTL twenty at MyMagicMud.com. We've been uh, on board with MyMagicMud from way back when we first met uh, the Armand family at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where they were selling uh, this product they were making basically in their in their house. And now they've got a, a, a large factory in Texas, and they're employing a bunch of their friends cool. and family members and It's so cool, and they do great work, and it's a great product. Go check it out at MyMagicMud.com. Use code FTL20 to save 20%. As we continue here, let's go to the phones and to the Discord on Air Call Line Rooms where uh, Gene, the Christian Anarchist, is on the line. Go ahead, Gene.
3: Hello. Uh, I've called in the past about uh, climate science, so-called, and I've got a new article that I just read. Uh, I'll give you the website if it's okay. Yeah, it's sure. It's called real, realclimate.science.com and it's called the deplorable climate science blog. Anyway, they go through and they show how NASA and other agencies have been manipulating the data made, making the charts look better. You know, you'll go back and look better at their or worse? 27 better for them as far uh, as climate change. Okay, you know, M- they're trying, they, claiming that they uh, have Go ahead. Yeah. They have an agenda to push, and so they're modifying the actual data so that it fits their agenda. And this is something that I've noticed throughout my lifetime, is that they're no longer telling us what the temperatures are. You know, when I was young, we used a mercury thermometer. You looked at the mercury, you found out what the temperature was, that's the temperature. Nowadays, they use this heat index, and that's what you hear all the time on the news. When you see those temperatures, it's a 102 and, you know, 99 degrees and all those temperatures. They're not talking about mercury anymore. They're talking about this thing called, uh, you know, they're, they're, heat index which they're taking into account the humidity and the wind and all that stuff. Hold on. Well, now, wait Jim, a let, Are you talking about you don't you about,
0: about,
1: like knowing how it's actually going to feel Wait outside? a minute.
0: I just want to clarify something. Are you talking about what they what I've seen as the feels like temperature? So sometimes yes. Right. S- sometimes I will see the temperature and then like I think weather.com has this where they show the temperature in the, you know, mercury style like you're talking about and then it also says feels like And then they have a different uh, temperature underneath that. I'm
1: imagining people started wanting that because it's popular, because it makes sense. You want to know how it actually is going to feel outside. Am I going to be covered in sweat or is it going to be nice out?
3: Well, you know, and it's nice if it's used that way. But I'm I'm telling you, they're taking those feels like temperatures and they're putting them on the graphs. That's mm. comparing to historical temperatures. Ah. Historical temperatures were not feels mm. like temperatures. Yeah, yeah. So and, you're and saying NASA. You're saying NASA is doing this? Oh, they've been caught doing it. You look at the graphs mm. that they put out several years back, and mm. compare them to graphs that they're putting out now, and they're obviously making adjustments. You know, they're adjusting the temperatures. Yeah, well, they're adjusting a them heat up.
1: Index to a, an old like comparing no, a heat to index oranges. and a flat temperature doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
0: Hey, Gene, yeah, the Christian and, anarchist, what if there was a database that contained all of the temperatures from around the world and logged it every 10 minutes and it was immutable?
3: Well, I believe we have databases like that, and uh, those are typically just ignored. They're, the Who has the that? real data is. Well, I think that there's raw data out there that you can get from the weather stations. Yeah, no. well, the how how data, do you know
0: that hasn't been adjusted? Like, how do you well, know that people at NASA know. haven't gone and said, OK, we're going to change this data to make it fit our models or, or some future organization yeah. goes back and changes it?
3: Well, I don't I don't know that for sure, but at least that data well, is has not yet been interpreted by a political agenda. Derek J, were you I'm going saying? to
0: point out that there actually is an app that uses blockchain technology to record temperatures? Yeah. In fact, 98 percent of all transactions happening on the Bitcoin SV blockchain are this app. Really? Yeah, 98% of all the transactions uh, fees that are being paid on Bitcoin SV are going into storing the weather information for different locations and and putting it in a permanent, immutable database. So that if there's not... That this is the intention, or people are paranoid, or whatever. I just find it interesting. Not that I'm saying, oh, people are going to go back in time and change what the data was, but they, they can't. could. They can't yeah, with blockchain. With a with a, an immutable database that everyone has a copy of, you you can't reverse it. So if I, I
1: love. I love. I found a headline about this. <laughs> like I just uh, I did a search for. Uh, for blockchain weather right and yeah. the first article that comes up is from the next web with the headline 98 of satoshi of bitcoin satoshi visions activity comes from a dumb weather app
0: <laughs> yeah well i don't think it's dumb yeah. i what think is it's called, called? What weather, it SV. So, weather sv and so you so, can pay and i've prepaid for a whole year to get the weather going on in portsmouth mm-hmm. so no one can
3: so fudge how, that data how does this how does this weather sv get the input where is it getting it no that's from a it. weather station
0: Presumably, I don't have a solid answer on that, but it yeah, It
3: says and um, in fact, pretty
1: much all of its current on-chain activity comes from Weather SV, an automated weather service that simply copies data from another centralized weather site and writes it to the blockchain or the BSV blockchain. Right. Um, so I guess it's so, yeah, coming from another site. Yeah, as long as long
3: as the source is good, then that's fantastic, you know. But mm. I don't know where the source is coming from. So, but but either way, uh, what I'm getting at is that science. Is great when they stick to science when science gets into political agendas, they screw up because scientists, believe it or not, are just people like you and me, and they do some pretty stupid stuff. Do you know that when the when the first nuclear bomb was set off way back in the forties uh, when they pressed that button for the first time for that nuclear test, there were a number of scientists that said that when they push that button, they're going to set the atmosphere on fire and the whole planet will be destroyed. Hmm. And they press the button anyway. That's the scary part. That even though people were saying that there's a possibility, it may only be 25%, but, you know, there's there may be a 25% chance that you're going to destroy to the planet you when me. you oh, push that button.
0: Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on with that. The uh, network <laughs> appears to be playing our advertisements uh, <laughs> way too early. So, so, so anyway...
3: What I'm getting at is, is they thought that there was a possibility they destroy the planet. They press the button anyway. So these are the guys that you're oh, working, that people tend to worship for scientists. You know, the scientists are just people, and they make mistakes. They will definitely they make they mistakes. Do, yeah, for sure. And they do dumb things sometimes.
0: Thank you, so, Gene, for the call tonight. You know, I appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, and you just have to be skeptical no matter what. Uh, the sources there's no doubt about that there's more coming up here and uh, if you want to join us you can we got time for you on the way Derek J, you've got something about a secret plan that's no longer a secret due to a leak Mm -hmm. uh, regarding Google and the Donald Trump 2020 campaign that's coming up our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE if you want to join us here that's 855-450-3733- And of course, you can go online anytime over at freetalklive.com. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale, totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring New customers to your store. Help me take Bitcoin.com. Hey, it's free talk live. You dial toll free. If you want to join the show, you can. Our number here is 855 450 free like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. Uh, we've talked about Che Guevara tonight. We did uh, kind of a level of a recap on ForkFest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I posted a, a review of both of them over at freekeen.com so be sure you check that out. Uh, when you get a chance, with you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J.
1: And Johnson.
0: And by the way, thanks to Bitcoin.com for being a longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. Uh, Not only is Bitcoin.com the place you can go to learn about Bitcoin cash and how to get it and get a wallet and kind of get up to speed, but also it's the place where they've just launched, uh, as of maybe three weeks ago now, I think, local.bitcoin.com. And that is a site that allows you to purchase or sell your Bitcoin cash and you can do it with dozens of payment methods. So cool. We're talking about PayPal, we're talking about bank deposits, remittances, cash in person and more. All this while the, you know, the old local Bitcoin site, they've stopped cash in person purchases. The whole reason that site ever existed has been completely stripped from it and local.bitcoin.com was right on time. Uh, to swoop in and allow for people to continue doing cash in person that's got to be the best purchases. news of the year it's huge It's in, that is huge. enormous Neither. i i think what do you mean potentially huge? well it's a new Just, site so that's a lot of growing to do even if it's not used by a ton of people i still no. think it's the biggest news of the year because it gives people the freedom to use bitcoin the way they want to off the grid off the system sort of you know anonymously basically yeah The way it should be. Right. And the other thing that you need to know about local.bitcoin.com is when you enter into a trade with another person, the messages that you have back and forth are encrypted end to end. So the site itself, their admins can't even read unless you grant them permission. Because you can't if there's like a, let's say there's a dispute with yeah. the trade and you need an arbitrator to come in you can grant the arbitrator permission to read the the messages but by default nobody can read your messages with the exception of the the traders that is that so trade. great the best thing bitcoin.com has done it's it's a big thing and like i said it has the potential to get much bigger so get started by going over to local.bitcoin.com you can sign up there their fees are low they don't hold your coin on the site right. so it's non-custodial which means you're still in control of your money, and that also means they don't have to do the, the annoying, what they call know-your-customer requirements, where the all these other sites demand identification, they need to know where you're from, see your passport, all this stuff. You don't have to do that with local.bitcoin.com. Now, some individual sellers may have requirements about finding out who you are, sure. like if you're going to buy from me. Sorry, I need to see your ID. I've been scammed enough times to know better uh, than that. But the site itself is not collecting that information, which is beautiful. awesome. So check it out at local.bitcoin.com. As they, we continue. They this, did every little thing correct with that website. It's a great launch. I mean, there were some bugs, of course, at the launch. And, and they've been very responsive to their Telegram chat. People have been giving them feedback about, you know, oh, this works really well or this could be better. Well, they launched and, it early without, um, you know, before it was active so they could sure. get some of that worked out. I think it's been great. Yeah, I've used it, actually, uh, on a couple of occasions to both purchase, and I did finally get a sale uh, on the site over, I think it was during the Porcupine Freedom Festival as well. Mm. Um, So, I'm happy with it so far. Local.bitcoin.com. As we continue here, uh, Derek J., you had encountered a story about Google apparently being exposed as having some sort of a plan afoot to do what exactly to alter reality put simply i mean you know we only know like our our whole world is the information that we have available to us mm-hmm. and to a large degree personally google controls a lot of that world for me it puts a filter on what my reality looks like day to day because I use a Google phone. Yep, I'm constantly using Google as my uh, number one search engine. They're even my phone provider. Not only are they the phone software, but they're also the cell phone provider for me. I yeah. use their cell phone service. So this put a real scare into me, and I should have already had this scare several times by now with mm-hmm. Google. But but you know, call me late to the party. Google seems to be intentionally altering reality for people. And, well, they and used this to have what, a "Don't be evil" catch or tagline, but they got rid of that. Really, they, yeah, that's that was like an, an be, official thing. That they got used rid to of be their that? slogan. Yeah, they officially got rid of "Don't be evil," and then they got rid of that. Mm. <laughs> it's a well, it's thing. weird because like psychologically, what I have learned is if you have a negative mm-hmm. in a phrase that you're you're saying to yourself, your brain doesn't internalize the negative part; it only receives. The, the positive uh, section that of too. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's true or not, yeah. that would mean that their phrase is, be evil. <laughs> so maybe it's <laughs> for the best that they got they rid got of rid that of phrase. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, um, the news is, an insider, and this is coming from ProjectVeritas.com. Uh, these are the undercover video guys. Yeah, okay. uh, James O'Keefe, and uh, he runs this organization that leaks kind of a information. Isn't he kind of a righty? Yeah, yeah, I would okay. say so. Um, and... People come to him with uh, undercover videos and leaks of documents, sort of like a WikiLeaks. Yeah. but he puts it together, in and more he's of a, been sued over some of this stuff too. He's, proudly, yeah, yeah, he he frames his like lawsuits up on the walls of his right. office and stuff. And so this this newest one came out today. Insider from from the headline: Google quote is bent on never letting someone like Donald Trump come to power again. Mm. and that's that's a quote from the, the person in the video google head and this is someone who works at google yeah uh-huh. her, her um her title is head of responsible innovation huh. responsible has you know should be a good word mm. but it sort of has a creepy connotation to me yeah. with, like having read 1984 and some of these things where it's like ink sock uh, is an organization where they sort of alter people's reality and they, mm-hmm. they like erase things from the past and so if you control the past then you kind of control the present if you control the present you control the future and it's really creepy because and google it seems can like do google, that yeah google can erase things from their uh, their search results within if they want to. their realm they mm-hmm. can do that you know and so and since almost everyone uses google to search that essentially controls the experience for for many many users well, that's been changing over the years as new competition has um squeezed google out but really i think so have yeah they lost there's... share uh, have they lost search market share over the years i'm, I'm not now. i'm not stating from data but from personal experience i see more uh alternatives available there's p- things like duck go has done a good job of marketing itself as an alternative to google um and there are you know Start other ones. Yeah, plus there's like Chinese ones like Baidu or whatever is really big. So as there are different markets. Anyway, well, according to the according to some statistics that I just pulled up from Statistia.com. Uh Now I don't know where they're getting these uh, numbers from. Show source. Well, I can probably find that out. But anyway, this is a story from 2019, looking at Google's uh, share, their market share of search rankings. As of 2010, excuse me, 20 yeah, 2010, Google had about 90 percent, uh, and I'm, it shows by month here, so I'm just kind of randomly looking, but generally around 90, 91 percent in 2010, about 90% to 87 percent in 2013, looks like 88 to 89 percent, 2014, 2015. What are we at today? And then now we get up to uh, 2017, 89 to 86%, 2018, 87 to 90%, and then 2019, uh, we're at about 89 to 88%. So pretty so consistent. Pretty statistically statistically off, right? insignificant as far as any change. Well, I, I'm i saying it's been all this time. I've heard all these stories, and me personally, I'm finally affected to the point where I'm like, I really want to distance myself from Google yeah, at this point. Really? Yeah, but but because of this. Um, so this document from project veritas.com has a couple of headlines up at the top just some bullet points before it gets mm-hmm. into the article and so i've gone through a couple of them here's here's the next one um Google head of responsible innovation says Elizabeth Warren is misguided on breaking up Google. Now, I imagine that Project Veritas or James O'Keefe are partial to, like, breaking up the, the big corporations. As you said, he's kind of like a, a righty. Maybe he thinks that's, like, a good idea to, to bust up these companies I and break get them get into smaller from companies. From Any time. Any time. Oh, Any more please. coming up here. Uh, I don't know what's going on. There's definitely some problems at our network here uh, tonight. They for whatever reason are not playing the appropriate things at the right time so i have no idea if this is actually going out to our radio audience it should be mm. but then again that is not supposed to be playing right now so uh we're gonna just uh, bring you back here in just a moment we'll continue with more okay, on yeah. project veritas and your calls if you want to make them this is free talk Live. it's free talk live And we're here. We'll take your calls and thoughts about what you want. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like Freedom. Although there are some technical difficulties at our network studios right now, so I don't know uh, if you're going to be able to get through on that line. In which case, the best bet for you is to call via our Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. The Discord server continues, regardless of whether Free Talk Live is uh, live on some remote broadcast. We're here in our Keen studios 24 hours a day. There are people hanging out and talking about a variety of different subjects in a bunch of different rooms on our Discord server. So go to discord.lrn.fm. It's really cool. Can I just say, as a listener, I love the Discord channel. Yeah. I always went to the chat room before. This is way better. So much Way better. more interactive and yeah. cool. You can share pictures and really have, like, there's different channels. Yep. You sound so much better. So if you're considering calling in, do like, that. just do it over Discord. It does take a little bit of setup. You know, you got to download the Discord app. You got to go, and once you download the app, you got to create a username and password. And then once you've logged in, then you go to discord.lrn.fm and it'll jump you right into our server. And then that's it. Then it's all you got to really do good. to call in is just join one of the top four rooms. That's it. Mm hmm. Super easy, and it, like I said, it's there around the clock. So if you want some Liberty folks to talk to, there's almost always somebody hanging out over at Discord.lrn.fm. And you can, by the way, try it without downloading the app. They have like a web version as well. Uh, so, by the way, I do want to say thank you. Before we talk more about this Google uh, revelation that uh, Derek J has uh, uncovered via, via the Project Veritas website, uh, I want to say thanks to Mal Escalvo, who is a gold amplifier and also, Brett Perry, who is also a gold amplifier. The AMP program stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And uh, Mal and Brett are contributing $10 a month each. That's what makes them a gold. Our normal level is is silver. All we ask for is 5 bucks a month. If you appreciate what we do here and you want to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations, around the country. We're on over 200 stations now and thanks to listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers and getting some of the cool perks and bonuses that you get as an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can sign up with PayPal. You can use credit cards and you can also of course use Bitcoin BTC over at amp.freetalklive.com. We sure do appreciate it. It's amp.freetalklive.com. Derek J, tell me more about uh the, what's been revealed here. Some executive at Google has been caught on video saying what? Yeah, here's the bottom line. That there's an executive at Google who was caught on video saying that Google can prevent Donald Trump coming to power again. Or somebody never... The quote is, um, Google is bent on never letting someone like Donald Trump come to power again. And how do they do this? What is their mechanism for doing this? It's by affecting search results <laughs> in a way that they they coin... Um, machine learning fairness and there are leaked documents that you can actually read for yourself that are google internal documents explaining huh. what is machine learning fairness and how it aims to make google's practices um to make search results fair and equitable and uh, so that sounds really unbelievable to me right i don't know i mean obviously i've not read these documents but uh What are they suggesting Well, who determines what is fair and equitable? So, I don't have enough time to go into the the, whole document. Well, does that mean the libertarian candidate is going to get equal results as the Republican or Democrat? I highly doubt it. Theoretically, it would, if if I were determining what was equitable, but I'm not at the head of google and they have an opinion
1: i found something that we might be able to oh. play it's very short um oh really I, it's uh let me uh, put it in let me drop it in our our chat here our, our uh, local kind of chat yeah but mm-hmm. uh it is a video from um from google themselves uh talking about uh what machine learning fairness is so it's like a little two minute kind of um
0: have you previewed this? Do you know what we're about to hear? I have no, not. but, but I it's doubt from they're
1: going to drop the Com, Well, I'm you.
0: not concerned about that. <laughs> it's an
1: overview, but they're not going
4: to. Close yeah. your eyes and picture a shoe. Okay. Did anyone picture this?
0: And they show a shoe. This? And a different How one. about this? And a lady's shoe.
4: We may not even know why, but each of us is biased toward one shoe over the others. <laughs> now imagine okay. that you're trying to teach a computer to recognize a shoe. You may end up exposing it to your own bias. That's how bias happens in machine learning.
0: Whoa. But
4: first, what they
0: is they doing? I don't know what they're doing that Well, <laughs> it's a lot of technology problems.
4: we use today. Machine learning helps us get from place to place. Gives us suggestions. Translates stuff. Even understands what you say to it. How does it work? With traditional programming, people hand-code the solution to a problem step by step. With machine learning, computers learn the solution by finding patterns in data. So it's easy to think there's no human bias in that. But just because something is based on data doesn't automatically make it neutral.
0: Well, because they're being programmed by humans, number one. Right. So there's that. Um, machine learning, by the way, we've talked about recently on Free Talk Live under the context of the deep fakes. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. people are making fake videos based on inputs. That in now now they're getting so good they can use one photograph of somebody. and uh, And that can be used. So like... The portrait of Mona Lisa was turned into a a deep fake where she's animated. It's amazing. Let's go on though with this. Google has their own definition that I can read to you here that gives a a real example. I mean, this is their propaganda, Mm -hmm. but this, this, what I've got is their internal memo. So this is what they explain to their own people as Mm. what this is about. All right, let's hear that. So um, if a representation, this is what they ask themselves before answering the question. If a representation is factually accurate... Can it still be algorithmic unfairness? Yes, Google says. For example, imagine that a Google image query for CEOs shows predominantly men. Even if it were factually accurate representation of the world, it would be algorithmic unfairness because it would reinforce a stereotype about the role of women in leadership positions. So telling the truth is unfair, Yeah, and it seems like what they're saying in this internal memo is exactly the opposite of what they're talking about here, where they're like, oh, well, humans are the ones coding in the unfairness. Mm. Well, yeah, now you're going back and coding in unfairness. They're admitting to doing it. You're doing exactly what you said is a problem. Well, they're claiming it's fair, but we're saying it's not the truth. I just want the most... accurate representation the of the world mm-hmm. yeah not like this rose colored okay well we're going to put in 50 percent right. women okay now we're going to put in uh 13 percent black and, and if you're in this country it's like wh- how about just give us the straight truth and i'll sort it for myself you don't need to mm. rearrange the world because you f- you fear you're reinforcing some stereotype and this is what gets weird in the context of an election like they want to affect the outcome of elections by changing the results that people see so for example they uh they have a screenshot of the leaker takes a screenshot of women can and then it it pre-fills what the Mm -hmm. results should be and it's vote do it do anything women can be drafted women can fly and then the men can have babies men can get pregnant men can have periods (laughs) men can have babies now men can cook men can think about nothing not as empowering really different uh, results and since you know that they're changing what the outcomes of these results are supposed to be to make the world in their image the Mm -hmm. way they want it to be um it makes me not want to use their service at all because now i know that i'm not getting the the straight truth here's another one donald trump emails ton of results hillary clinton emails zero results Mm -hmm. Uh, how could that be You know people are searching Hillary Clinton emails. That's a search topic. These are some of the examples that we saw during the election, where during the 2016 election, there were, like, the Hillary emails was an example that you could find it on Yahoo, uh, but it wasn't coming up as, like, the suggested search on Google, and it just seemed unbelievable. So so it goes into this woman. Her name is Jen Janai, by the way, and the head of Responsible Innovation, she says that they're they're going to have this, like, one source of truth. And so this is the truth to Google, and then anything that conflicts with that, fake news, and Mm. it gets sorted out. So, I mean, look at the problem here, where there is literally a ministry of truth, and people who are determining what is true and what is not, and this is a legitimate source. Oh, well, don't worry, Derek J., the government's going to break up Google, so all the problems will be solved. Well, she thinks that that would be a bad idea because small companies can't can't do it. I mean, I'm not interested in breaking up Google. No. Let them continue doing it what they're doing. Idea. It's a bad idea to break them up. I it's agree. fine. They can do this. Mm-hmm. I just want to know about it what and What are you going to use instead? Yahoo? I like DuckDuckGo. But it was don't created... they source from Google, or am I wrong about that? No. Okay. I think they're a search engine that was created basically with the intention of retaining people's privacy. And so that's just with the search engine part of it. But Google does a lot of things for me. It does email, and so I've I've switched to BlueMail for that. And so there are like all these services how do you that like I want to unhook from.
1: How do you like that? Because I mean so far that's the that's the major thing that keeps me with Google and not wanting to move away from it is that I've had how, how can a I Gmail st- account for years and there's it's like There isn't another web service out there, email service, that even compares. No. It's not even close. How
0: could I stick with a company that's doing stuff like this when I know they're reading my emails, when I know that they're listening in on my phone? It's just not okay. We are out of time. This is a discussion that should continue on into the future. What are the best alternatives? uh, DuckDuckGo sounds interesting. Uh, It's worth learning more about. Take your time to do that. This has been Free Talk Live. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm crazy about My Magic Mud. This is the most important oral care product created this millennium, and I'm not kidding. We all have different opinions on politics and issues, but we all have mouths. And I want yours to be as clean as possible, with teeth as bright as they were meant to be. I will never be without My Magic Mud. It's a little surprising, but man, does it work. If you only listen to one thing I say ever, go to MyMagicMud.com and get 20% off with code FTL. MyMagicMud.com, code FTL.